0: The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. The Ziggler Show comes from the legacy of Zig Ziggler and brings together personal and professional growth, business success, and faith. Hi, everyone. This is Kevin Miller. In this episode, purpose versus distraction. Corporate America's number one product is us, our attention. It's today's most viable commodity, uh, but they can't get it if we don't offer it. But the temptation is just possibly the most enticing and addictive draw of any drug ever invented. What's the antidote? Purpose. I mean, the consequence of going with the flow is also losing our purpose. So author and speaker Kerry Oberbrunner. He brings us a message from his book and platform, Unhackable, showcasing that we are all being hacked and the result is us losing our ideas and dreams and our very purpose. Conversely, the greatest antidote for fighting the pull of so the, the, the attraction of social media and news and email and every outreach calling from our devices is our intentional devotion to a goal, a calling, a purpose. So as you're going to hear in this discussion, I feel Carrie has brought a profound insight that provides far more than just pointing out the problem of our beckoning screens, but brilliantly just reveals the consequences, which doubles as the only viable solution. So at unhackablebook.com. You can check out the book that we're going to be talking about the message of today. Uh, and he's got a free unhackability assessment to find out where you are getting hacked. I really encourage you to check that out. So here's what's happening in our other shows. We've got some great resources for you. Then we're going to get started with Carrie Oberbrunner to help you become unhackable. Well, Carrie, you and I, uh, we frequent a lot of the same circles. I think we have about a zillion mutual friends, but it was a year and a half. uh, Was it about a year and a half ago? Um, I think it was. I was trying to find the date and I couldn't find it. And I think it was the Ziegler event where was it the kevin harrington Secrets yes that
1: was it was it was supposed to be a nice calm day and it turned into a snowstorm
0: okay yeah it was a the weird day, day. we're out at the yeah. golf course country club ended up back at my parents house in their living room and i don't know if we had officially met but it's the first time we talked and it was just kind of yes. talking about business and life Uh, and yeah, so, you know, from that though, I remember, or or, no, from that, from that story since then, let me do this. Since then you had the uh, Martin Luther King experience of having a dream, right? That's right. Cause I do love to know the catalysts for people when they have a specific message and you start off with this. And I, you know, of course, you and I both have a shared faith-based uh, yes. background in honoring dreams. Of course, as one pastor said, you know, sometimes he doesn't know if it was God or a bad burrito and it's hard to discern <laughs> sometimes, but this is one that was, well, you you tell us a story.
1: I'll tell you. Yeah, it was weird. October 8th, uh, 2014, I woke up from a dream and first of all, I don't read fiction. I don't like fiction. At least you didn't used to. But I had this dream about a future society where people's brains got hacked. And I wrote down the words Elixir Project. I actually spoke it into my phone, um, just 12 lines of text. And then I went back to bed and it was kind of a scary dream. But then when I got up the next day, I thought, is this a dream within a dream? You know, did I dream about this weird thing happening? But sure enough, I looked at the note on my phone and it it said Elixir Project and human hacking and everything can be hacked, even the truth. And I just couldn't shake it. And so I wasn't about to write it down, but a few months, well actually a few years before that, a guy named Peter came up to me and said, hey man, someday you're gonna write a fiction book. And I laughed at him because I just don't, that's not my style, former pastor. You know, now an entrepreneur, I like, I like a lot of nonfiction. But I just couldn't shake it, Kevin, and I just started diving into that whole concept. And the more I looked, the more I saw that this wasn't just fiction. It was actually the near future, that someday our brains could get hacked. And as I began to do more digging, all the pieces came together. And I did release a fiction book in 2016, called Elixir Project, it did well. And yet, the moment it came out, people said, You need to turn this into a nonfiction book because people are literally getting their dreams hacked. And sure enough, we just saw The Social Dilemma come out. And I don't know if you saw
0: that. I but, did, I did a week ago, literally. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you talk about relevant and timely. It's here. It's no longer fishing. Well, and that's what here. I want to
0: hit. Now, so I was telling this story. I thought it was since you and I were together that you had the stream. It wasn't. You're saying back in 2014. It was a lot of years ago. Okay, because yeah. doing, doing the timeline then, it's since then that you've got some of the things that stood out to me. You've got Cal Newport, Newport, who I had on. Yeah. I don't know, a year ago or so on digital minimalism, I and mean, he's talking about yes. the kind of this, you know, attention society. Of course, yes. Simon Sinek has knocked it out of the park with his videos on millennials and the dopamine addiction and whatnot. Um, I did my, with my kids, or some of them, we just watched Social Dilemma because everybody kept telling me you've got to see that, and that was this year, 2020. Uh, and if, if somebody's here and doesn't know, it's a, a docu drama, but just just intriguing. However. Um, now I've known of you and, and I would have had you on here anyways, but what really caught my attention about you and this message of unhackable is of course you go into talking about those issues that they, that, that yes. are in there, but you got me because you hit on what is on what I align with you and saying, you know, what are the consequences? There's a lot, but, but what's a primary one? It is stealing our dreams, which yes. is and this is what you pulled out, which again is a soapbox mind, which is where our happiness comes from. So why do we have the rampant apathy that we have right now in the forms of depression and despair yes. and medicating and even suicide? And I would say we are letting ourselves get hacked from the things that give us purpose. And I just had not seen it. It's kind of like all the pieces were out there and you put it in a, uh, a book, which I'll tell you what, thank you yeah
1: yes no i'll i'll tell you what kevin this this book listen i've written a lot of books this book is by far i mean it's catching on and and it's only been out for we've already done seven thousand copies in the first week of pre-sales and and i'll tell you why it's catching on i start the book and i'm glad for the Ziegler audience because you know i i do share a faith background too but i start out with the book that says listen how are we supposed to be created and we were created in god's image and his first act was creation so we were created to co-create and then i did some digging and we said a word you know as kids a lot of us we said the word abracadabra Mm -hmm. and most people just think oh it's it means something magical is going to happen well once you do the digging the etymology is i create as i speak or it came to pass as it was spoken. And that's pretty cool, first of all, because it gives credence to the fact that, huh, maybe we're supposed to have this dream and do, ideate and implement, and maybe this gap isn't supposed to be so big, but we make it so big. Mm-hmm. But then as you do, do some more digging, the word abracadabra, it literally is made up of three words in Hebrew. And of course, those who know the scriptures know Abba means father. So Abracadabra literally literally means father, son, spirit. Did not know that. Is that nuts? That is nuts. And and a lot of theologians believe that that was God's first uh, word, Abracadabra. Let there be light. Boom, there was light. But the problem is, is that as humans, we now have this massive gap between dreaming and doing. And the gap is only spreading, and it's spreading because we get hacked by all the distractions. Human knowledge used to double once every thousand years, and today it doubles every 12 hours.
0: Well, you have... And I had it written down. It's like page one twenty or something. I should have marked it one twenty one, something like that. And you talk about some of the stats just regarding phones. And again, I know you know people are hearing. I I, I assume at least. I know I'm in a, a certain segment of the demographic. Of, I'm going to call it mm-hmm. of aspiring people and personal development and self help. But I, you know, I think it's hard for anybody not to have heard some stats about. Yeah, we use our smartphones too much. We're a little yeah, you know. But when you really look at some of the stats that you lined out there, and I think for all of us, if literally everybody listening right now, who's probably listening on a smartphone, God bless you, you know, for listening to the show, but to think about, can you do without it for a day? Yeah. What does that feel like? Yeah.
1: People would rather think about this. People would rather give up sex than, than have a smartphone. I mean, that Which may just say
0: something about their sex life, but that's another
1: another show, right? That is another show. (laughs) But one of our basic human desires is, you know, eat, sleep, procreate. So I mean, we're literally reshaping humanity's desires, and it's impossible to not be in tech. I mean, to say, well, let's just go without tech. It's how you schedule. It's how you bank. I mean, it's how you do life. It's human relationships. So the average person touches, clicks, swipes, taps their smartphone. D-Scout gives a survey 2,600 times a day. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And the average person is on five hours of screens. And that would be bad if it was just five straight hours. But it's not. It's five hours of short bursts. So your gentleman named Cal Newport that you mentioned, you know, talks about distracted work versus deep work. We literally are doing short 30-second bursts, check this, reply to that text. And as a result, our entire day is hacked because studies have shown that most people focus 11 minutes a day, meaning that when you're on a uh, topic, you do get hacked. Notification, beep. Even if your phone is in the room face down, it is psychologically draining because you're wondering, just like a slot machine, did anybody ping me? And so you leave attention residue. It's called attention residue. It's not multitasking. You can't do two cognitive things at the same time. It's switch tasking. And as we do switch tasking, we we leave a little attention there, A little there, a little there. And this is why at the end of the day, we literally use words like I'm drained. I'm going on fumes. My tank is empty. We use all these terms that describe that depletion.
0: Well, and when you talk about phones, of course, the first thing I'm used to people doing is going, well, I use mine for GPS, you know, I, right. for me, I, I'm listening to music all day long. Um, so yes. well, but, though most of the time I'm sitting in front of a, a desktop and I listen on that, but as soon as I, I mean, when I jump in the car, my Spotify connects to the Bluetooth and starts playing wherever it was on the playlist wow. right away. I absolutely adore that. So, you know, with the kids though, we used to talk about screens, screen time, screen time, and they're going, well, I work there. I've got one kid who's writing, literally writing yes. stuff. And that's a huge value. So we've, I've taken, said, so, okay, we're talking about entertainment entertainment, yes. non necessity. So if you're using it for GPS or your phone or your fitness app, which I use that as well, man, I love that stuff. Just, yeah, like you talk about my business uh, exists the way that it does because of tech, God bless it. But that's outside. If I take that and separate that from the needless, mindless entertainment of social media of the next, yeah, notification. And I think it was after talking to uh, Michael Hyatt, what what is the book that he uh, focus on? Was that his book? Yeah, he did uh, Free to Focus. Free to Focus. And he talked about removing everything, and I did. I removed all social media because I think I had uh, maybe Instagram or something on there, which I love looking at the wood projects and the sports stuff, but then you just blow time. So I took it all off and decided to become the one guy in the Starbucks line, not on my phone, uh, and you feel – you feel just uh, socially Alone. stupid. Yeah, you feel yes. like I'm the least important person on planet Earth. Apparently, because I'm not looking at my screen, and it, it's difficult because it of is. the culture we live in.
1: It's literally shaped the way we do human relationships. There's a few terms, Kevin, that are fascinating. There's this term called "fubbing," and I
0: didn't know that until I read your book. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, we've all heard of snubbing. You know, you snub somebody or something like that. You you don't give them attention. But fubbing is where we're, you're literally in a human relationship, whether we're talking on Zoom and it could happen where I'm, where I'm literally, you know, looking over here and you know, I
0: am, but it's also no, when what, people are. What'd you, would you say, Carrie? For those on the video, I was looking at my phone. Yeah, keep going. Oh, that was so
1: good. Um, but, you know, with phones... It absolutely happens. And, yeah. and it's, it's a new term. There's another term, very interesting, called digifrenia. I don't know if you got to that part. Of I,
0: I did. No, I wrote down the, I wrote down, I, I, if I scroll down here, I've got the definition of, I, I'll, I'll I tell you, so you know that I read your book that depth, that yeah, that of, is being good. in two places in one, at one time, in a, in a sense, having yes. your, your online uh, world and your digital self, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like in years, in years past, it would be, Hey kids, I'm on the phone. Don't bug me. In other words, I'm on the phone. I can't be there. You know, when we grew up, that's what we used to say. Don't bug me kids. I'm on the phone. Well, now you're on Instagram and you exist. You're on Twitter and you exist. You're on LinkedIn and you exist. You're on all these platforms as a person. Yeah. And so there's this psychological stress for a number of reasons. Number one, has anyone replied to me? You know, because I'm not replying back, so therefore I'm distant from them. The other thing is, am I congruent with what I'm saying? And maybe this isn't as important for adults, but young people are. Did I say what I said over here? You know, we oh. used to lie maybe and say, Hey mom, I'm going over to Jimmy's and we'd go out and whatever, hang out for pizza or something. Now it's like, did I say the right thing over here and over here? Cause mom can watch me. I mean, it, it literally has changed humanity.
0: Well, and that's where I'm going to come back to my kids because they're such a muse for me. I got a house full of kids always, you know, and, and, yes. and we've talked about it. And my, my muses are a 14 and 15 year old, uh, boys that I've got. So, you know, middle, middle high school now, but they're, they're prime time for dealing with this. And we talk about the culture that they're living in and they're very aware of it because they've got friends living like that. But as we talk about screen time, and again, I'm going to say mostly just the, the entertainment, uh, what I finally said to them, what occurred to me, I said, you know, guys, sometimes it's not that I am so concerned about the time that you're spending doing that. I mean, as a kid, of course, we had, and you mentioned this in the book, we had three, three TV stations. There's That's plenty right. of night when I watched, you know, the Dukes of Hazzard and the A-team. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, MacGyver. That, MacGyver. Praise God. For, well, that, that was educational. Come on. There you uh, go. But, you know, three hours would, would pass. So it's not that I'm just looking at the time, but I'm looking at what are you not doing. And there was a meme recently that I sent to the family and I said, man, this guy, this is what weighs on me guys, just to be honest. And it said, uh, something to the effect of there are so many painters out there who will never pick up a paintbrush. There's so many wow. athletes who will never get out on the field and yada, yada, because instead they don't have that boredom that pushes them towards that. They can just get on a, vo- on a text or get on a, a device and get that instant gratification. Oh, I said, guys, that's what pains me. What, what are you, yes. what are you, what, What are you doing instead of picking up the guitar over there, picking up the book, picking up pen and paper, drawing something, you know, whatever that may be, learning something. And so they get it. They get it. You know, so we're working on it. So there's uh, uh, it's it's not uh, uh, it's making progress. You're so right. But it
1: reminds me of a Pascal quote that says, um, yes, all of remember that one. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Evil uh, results from his inability to sit quietly in a room by himself, because if he did. He would he would be forced to uh, deal with the boredom and and find a way out. It sounds like you you like the quote.
0: Oh my god! I, I think it even says to stay in a room in alone in a room for 15 minutes, or at least that's what I paraphrased. Yeah. I just think about that short of a time, and we don't have to have that boredom. So the kids will not say I'm bored anymore because they know that my response is awesome, awesome. And I think that came again from Hyatt or Ka- maybe that was Cal Newport that talked about okay. that. In a sense. You are listening to The Ziegler Show and this episode on being unhackable with Carrie Oberbrunner. Again, I really encourage you to visit unhackablebook.com and take Carrie's free unhackability assessment to find out where you are most likely getting hacked, at least where you're getting hacked most. Next, we dig. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store, are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. yahoofinance.com. dot com. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. More into the consequence of apathy from letting ourselves be hijacked, hacked, How will we ever find an idea or a dream to pursue if we're just chronically distracted? So we'll get right back to it after I share some resources I think will be relevant to you. Well, again, coming back to, so here's this problem, but I hear the problem talked about more than I do what the consequences of the problem are. And again, that's what drew me to you and this message and us talking again today, because I am... Very tuned in to what my experience is that out there in the culture, we have more people. It's easy to talk about kids because they're more acute, but we have more people our age and older who are dealing with. I'm just going to use apathy again. It comes in a lot of forms, but it's apathy. It's a purposelessness that I believe there's a. Well, you talked about what's the you know what's the culprit that here we have something that's distracting us away from what? Because if some people say, well, what would I be doing otherwise? Well, you might have an idea or a purpose or a burden or I had a couple people, uh, John O'Leary, you probably know John and um, uh, and, uh, Sam Collier, both within the span of a few weeks, talked about purpose and they phrased it in the aspect of what is that thing that breaks your heart? Mm. And I thought, I don't know that people even know these days. And you talked about that. You said, uh, that it keeps them from pursuing them, their ideas. And I thought, but are are they even having an idea to pursue? I I find more and more people that they don't even know. And why would they, they're entertained non stop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and really what it does is it numbs us, right? Mm -hmm. It it numbs us to all kinds of things. It numbs us to pain. It numbs us to dreams numbs us from relationships because think about it in the past you get in a fight and you you'd have to sit there and think about like man was i a jerk you know or maybe i I, now you just jump right in and get get edified with with social media and i say that social media is really a, a tool and all tech you know what scares me most is that and this gets into unhackable too it's now thought influencing technology. So it's one thing when you're just amused, and the word you might know, but ah uh, is not, not, and muses thought. So to not think is amusement. That's, that's one form of evil, I guess you'd say. But what gets crazier is in the social dilemma where they actually say, no, we're, we're designing the apps so you become an addict. In other words, we've all had that app where it shows when we send a message and then the dot, 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 and it shows that our friend is typing back.
0: And I'll sit there and wait for it. (laughs) That
1: is 100% so that you keep watching the screen. It works well. And it does work well. And the social dilemma, that's why it's funny. I tried to get this book out four years ago, but I got hacked. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I myself am running a global business and I kept getting distracted and you could even use serving people as getting hacked. You know, you can you can become just so fixated on on others that you don't do the tough work on yourself. So anything can be a hack. And and Kevin, maybe it's appropriate now to even tell people that a, a hack is literally when an unauthorized access of a computer or system. And so when I say we get hacked as humans, you think back to biology class, circulatory system, respiratory system, and our brains are like supercomputers. So in a true way, we we as humans can literally get hacked.
0: I, I have that definition right out of your book. Yeah. Hacking means someone or something gained unauthorized access to a system or a computer, which is interesting because most of these things, if we're talking about social media or even talking about purchasing sites like an Amazon. My, your first, my first thought was well, it wasn't unauthorized. I actually went in there voluntarily, but they then had, I didn't authorize necessarily this stuff to happen. And there's also the balance because, so I'm, I'm looking for I'm really getting into some of the wearable, uh, devices for for health tracking. Yeah. For health, for health tracking, sleep tracking, whatever. So I appreciate it for that, for my exercise tracking out in the woods and stuff. It's it's really neat. And I'm looking into the, uh, you know, biometrics more and yada, yada. So I like that. So I'm looking at getting an upgraded one. And of course, what does Amazon do and Facebook and whatever I typed it in, they're just feeding me this stuff, which on one hand I would think, Okay. That's not all bad. Kind of like when you watch a movie you like or read a book that you like and it says, Hey, people who like that, like this, I've gotten some great books and movies from those types of things, but to realize how much am I exposing that myself to that and how much is it influencing me? And that's where, uh, that social dilemma. And then even further your book Really, just brings it to light in my awareness to go. How much am? How much of this purchasing? How much of my time? How much of my attention? My decisions are being influenced. And without that, I would have more time. I'd have more ideas. I'd probably have more money. uh, And it's. I think we can't. Well, obviously, that's what the book is. I mean, we're ramping this up to the point now where I'm questioning: Am I? We all think that we make our decisions for a rational reason. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. There's, there's, I love two quotes in the book. One is, uh, well, actually the movie, The Social Dilemma. One is the only industry where the customers are called users yeah. is illegal drugs and software. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You know, snapped a picture for that. And then where there is no product, you are the product. Yeah. And, and these things are interesting, but I mean, you see it on Facebook. There's a meme on Facebook that says, a guy guy says to his wife, shh, don't don't talk so loud. Um, Amazon might hear us. Mm -hmm. She laughed. I laughed. Alexa laughed. Uh (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like today it's no joke. Like when I wrote the fiction book, Elixir Project, I mean, it was a near future book and it says everything can be hacked, even the truth. This came out in 2016. People thought it was sci-fi and they're like, oh, that'd be crazy that, you know, our brains would get hacked someday. Well, today you just say something about a vacuum cleaner. You get up in the morning and it's on your screen. So it is, it is very interesting the, the, how the world has shifted.
0: That I've heard people—it hasn't been as, as much recently because I think people have caught on a little bit. But that use the, you know, Alexa and the whatever—I—I yes. I, I, I don't. It's not. I just. I don't like things that talk to me and make noise. Uh, it's not, yes, a, not from know. any righteous thing necessarily, but I don't, but people who say, oh my gosh, I was just talking about something. And the next thing I knew I'm on Facebook and here's an ad, you know, yes. for it to look at, yeah, we are selling our attention and making these companies money with our opt-in uh, decisions here. And then again, and I'm going to keep coming back to it, that the cost Because I I just haven't thought about it in the way that you showcased it. It makes complete sense, but I had not tangibly thought about it. I even thought, even, even saying it to my kids, I'm concerned about what you're not doing as much as the screens entertainment. What are you not doing these things? But to think about it's our very ideas, which is our purpose. And as Mm. you talk about, and you pulled out again, something that is a, a a big shining light for me that our happiness. And I, I first read it, I think it was Tony Robbins who just talked about it and he probably took it from somebody else. I have no idea, but just said the happiest people statistically are those making positive progress in their lives. He didn't even say what positive, positive, positive progress towards saving the world or doing better in your, you know, weekly basketball game or poker or whatever. It's just positive progress. That's what gives us happiness. And we don't get that through these online little dopamine hits. It's not It's just a, it's just a happy hit. It's not progress. I can get a happy hit from M and M's. I get progress from losing weight and gaining muscle.
1: Very different. Absolutely. I say in the book that the Disney slogan, and I say that the old Disney slogan was the, the happiest place on earth. And the, the new one is the place where dreams come true yeah. or vice versa. And I, and I say, which one is it? And it's both, right? The happiest people are those who see their dreams come true. So you're absolutely right, which means the unhappiest people are those who don't see progress or those who don't see their dreams come true, which is why all the video games are hardwired to show progress. And all of a sudden you're now in a virtual world and you have skins and you have these badges that show progress. But in reality, when the computer shut off or the online shopping is off, so is your life. So is your brain. And so it is, we are, we are hardwired, addicted But what I love about Unhackable, we don't just stop there. It actually gives you a solution.
0: Well, and that's what I want to get into. But I do want to just add to the gravity of what you wrote. It was somewhere, it was right close to a year ago that on a Saturday morning, uh, I often will write to my older kids, my adult kids and and my teens, and I'll write something. And what hit me most was call it dreams, call it goals, call it your wants. I said, the most important thing I would hope for for you guys is to just stop and figure out what you really want. I wish I had done that more clearly, Mm. figure that out. And that's the impetus for uh, a book deal that I will probably sign next week. Um, oh, that is so
1: good, man. I'm happy. Well, let me know when it comes out. I want to promote you. it. What What is it about? Or is it a secret?
0: I'll, tell you offline. How's that? Okay, <laughs> we'll do it it's offline. A little, a little early. But it, it's, it's around uh, motive, which is my new podcast that I, I haven't even officially launched as well. But again, it comes to what you're talking about the dreams. And that was my concern for my kids is are they going to hone in on what it is they care about what it is they want the direction that they really want to go. And after all these years, in personal development and self help, that's what I most desire for them to understand, even unto God and to faith. I see a lot of people who are tuned into God and faith. They want to serve and they have no idea what they're about or why. And so
1: I I love the quote, uh, St. Irenaeus said the glory of God is a man or woman fully alive,
0: fully alive. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is beautiful. So I'm tracking with you. So yeah, that is your In this book, again, you're not just pointing out the problem of, hey, we have this distraction uh, culture, this attention uh, distracting culture, but what do we do to be unhackable, Uh, which is just that, who doesn't want to be that? I mean, we all want to watch a superhero movie where they're unstoppable, right? Do we want to be pawns, minions in this world, letting ourselves be distracted, manipulated, persuaded? along, or do we want to be in charge of our own destiny in essence? And that's where you're saying, okay, here's the recipe in essence on how to do that. That's what we need. Absolutely. That's what we need. Well, so just to do that, I mean, your first, uh, not chapter, but your first, uh, part, part, I guess you have, what is it? Five or six parts, five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's five parts and there's no chapters on purpose. We, we specifically did 30 daily missions.
0: Yeah. Which I appreciate. Well, that first one though, unveiling. And as I looked through that, I felt what it kind of culminated for me was, you know, we are being hacked and distracted from our dreams, which is where our happiness lies. So it was kind of a, it felt to me kind of a, of a, a workshop in, okay, let's, let's become aware. Let's get our eyes open to what's really happening and where we are amongst that and you said you know you talked about this is what's happening the hacking you know smartphones you listed it out smartphones multitasking social media streaming videos advertisement decision fatigue and then you pull out the culprit and you talk about some things that this hacking is, is a culprit but then again I love where you hit on ultimately what's the biggest culprit me, me. yeah
1: yes uh. yeah I mean we'd love to say oh you know the pandemic, man, that hacked my 2020. Mm-hmm. Racism, you know, that was my biggest hack. It's like, you know what? Nope, it's me. <laughs> and in the book, I talk about a, a model. And this is this is out there. This isn't my original, but it's it's that victims believe that the world happens to them. So victims lie in bed, blame, excuses, and denial. And that was me for a lot of years. And I think it's the temptation for all of us you know we say oh well, look what trump or look what biden or look what sure. the congress did or you know whoever it is but the the point is that i'm responsible and it's my eyes it's my ears it's my mind and you got to own that and so then we talk about victors and victors have an approach that says i happen to the world yeah and they put their ore in the water and move forward, ownership, accountability, and responsibility. So Kevin, on a practical daily level, I even take this down to my schedule. And if I have to go to the doctor's office, I don't just show up at the doctor's office and say, huh, I wonder what the doctor's office has for me. Oh, there's Phil Donahue on the TV and there's Time Magazine on the counter and there's a talk show radio in the airways that's letting the world happen to me. Instead, man, I show up and I say, hey, what is my boon? Now, that sounds crazy, but in the book you know that we talk about the boon is really the hero's journey. And the hero's journey is what every movie, every book is based on, but it's where the hero leaves the ordinary world, goes to the supernatural world, and achieves the holy grail, the elixir, their, their dream, essentially what you're saying for your kids. And the way that they are going to get that boon, which is their greatest ache, their truest longing, their deepest desire is to be unhackable. But you're right. Some people are so dialed in. We don't even know what our boon is.
0: I, well, and you, again, these things that we are all voluntarily engaging in, and you and I are old enough to remember when none of this existed and yep. we had three channels and you just went outside or you built something yes. or you drew something or played a game or just went and walked around the neighborhood, whatever, and, and, and discovered things and experienced things. And yet now we are voluntarily opting into these things, selling our time in essence, giving away our time. And the other thing that you wrote in there that I pulled out of it in this, in this first section was being a consumer versus a creator. Yes. And that hit me. Cause I so often think of the, was it Roosevelt who wrote the man in the arena? Um, oh yeah. Yes. And, and talked about, and, but I took from that, you know, how, how much am I being a spectator in, uh, versus a participant? And you yes. said consumer versus a creator. How much am I just there as a willing uh, consumer selling my time to these companies and where am I stepping out of that and being a Creator, and again, I think that's the impetus or, or the the crux of your book is that we are giving away our creatorship. Yes. To be consumers, and it's making us miserable. I, I think that's the other it thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, it is. I mean, no no judgment on a dude, but I just saw this weekend. I was speaking at an event, and I was connecting with the sound guy, you know, and he was helping out, and I said, "Hey, man." listen, you've been here all day. And I said, um, I just want to give you a copy of my book. He said, oh, oh, I haven't read a book since sophomore year of high school. And he said it like a badge of honor. And I'm thinking, wow. You know, and there's no judgment. But at the same point, he hasn't grown. Like he's not having stimulate. Another conversation, two guys at the grocery store bagging my groceries. Um, Hey, man, do you know anything that I can watch on Netflix? I watch... Everything that comes out might, you know, I watched 20 hours straight one day and I'm, and I'm just, I'm saddened because I mean, you, you know, the, you go into a zombified state and it's, it's, it's anesthetizing the pain.
0: Yeah. It, it, I see those things of passing the time. People talk about passing the time or killing the time. I think seriously. Yeah. God, that's, and I'll see that on reviews of, of, I, I mean, I love a good show, a good movie, something redeeming. Yeah. And when I see that, ah, you know, it was it was okay to pass two hours. Thinking that's what that's what kills me. If I oh yeah give two hours or an hour and a half for what seems like the movie is two hours of my life, and I come out of it and think I didn't get anything. I just yeah. passed the time when I could have accomplished. And again, man, this is not to uh, point fingers at. I mean, I like to be entertained as much as anyone. Sure. My question is, how much of my time am I giving there away entertainment? And what your point is 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 amongst most of this so called entertainment, especially social media, we are being led. It's not benign, yeah. and I almost yeah wanna... yeah go ahead. Well, well, why does Netflix start
1: a new episode? I mean, because they know you are going to sit there. Yeah. You know, that that's where the social dilemma and, and unhackable really starts speaking is it's designed like a slot machine, your phone with the scroll. I mean, this is where the ethics starts getting really shady and, and it's not yeah. innocent and this and that. I mean, it's, it's literally designed to hack you.
0: Well, even that, even me talking about, okay, if I'm looking for a watch and then Amazon comes and shows me, you know, different ones that can seem like a service, but I do, I got to realize they are there to get my money. That is their sole purpose. They have no altruistic uh, initiative here and they may not be bad guys either. It's a business. It's got shareholders and that's their job. If you've got, uh, if you're working for a business that has shareholders specifically, you can be sure that their primary reason is to get your money and that's not bad. It's not necessarily their fault. Even even you know, go to social dilemma, Carrie. And I watched that with my kids and we turned it off and I said, okay, I I do get it. I struggled a little bit with the altruistic you know, ba- uh, uh, flag waving. You know, so we all need to, you know, do what's right. I think those companies are doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, we're the ones yeah. opting in. It's just, it's just, it's back to what you absolutely. said a minute ago. just it on us. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we are, we are absolutely engaging in this. I mean, that's why uh, apps come preloaded with push notifications. So it, you put it this way, though, Kevin. I think you, you literally have to be intentional not to get hacked. You know what oh I'm saying? My gosh, like, yes. It, it, it used to be, Oh, I, I, I might have to choose. Now, if you tell your kids, Hey, no screens, you're literally telling them no friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, so we, we have to learn how to navigate technology. I'm not a nothing against Cal Newport. I think he's fantastic, but, but I'm more about let's use technology but within parameters, yes.
0: I agree. I agree. I did get. I, I almost hit that switch and go. You know what? I'm going to go to a dumb phone, a little flip phone. Though I, I admitted, not. That, I know there's other options too. But I am so stuck on my Spotify. Uh, you know, to my smartphone, it was hard to do. But I like the concept. Well, you know, going to then your uh, second part of the book, which you, yeah. you titled "Flawless Idea Anatomy." And mm-hmm. in that, I saw you, cause we're, we're talking about all of this, but again, my kids as a muse, you know, the question with them would be to do okay to do what? And I'm saying this, my kids are rock stars and the stuff they're doing, but I, I always want bettering from them. And we talk sure. about it and if nothing else, I, we talk about what they're dealing with amongst their peers as well, but saying, okay, but what's the, why not, you know, so for the average person, why not do that? And we're saying, because you're not pursuing your ideas, or dreams, okay, kind of the chicken or the egg, but in this we're saying, you're saying on that, this section, you need to create and clarify your primary goals and purpose and believe in them. And you talk about, um, I don't know if you use the word, but in being able to see them, to envision them. And you're saying, this is, this is your, it's really, you didn't say it this way, but in a sense, this is your salvation. Otherwise, why not? Why not go with the flow? Why not let your time all be taken for the rest of your life if you don't have this? So this is it's really the only solution. It's the only reason not to. It is. We talk
1: about the boon, yeah. but we also talk about how our brains are wired with something called first creation and second creation. So no squirrel is out there on a tree thinking, you know, someday I want to be a beaver, right? right? I mean, a squirrel is just wired to, to be an animal and yet humans were created in the image of God. And one of the things is that we can envision the future. I mean, memory works forwards and backwards. We always think memory works backwards. That's recall. What did I do yesterday? But you can remember your future. For an example, you got a test coming up. You start getting anxious. Your heart starts palpitating or palpitating. You, You start getting nerves. You're thinking of the future, but in a negative way. We call worry well, guess what? We can imagine the future, but in a positive way. And when we do that, this gets a little woo-woo, but hang with me. I talk about how thoughts are made, how how thoughts are things and thoughts are made up of uh, matter and how matter has electrons and protons and neutrons. So think about this. We know from uh, Einstein that atoms can be at two places, you know, exist. I mean, we see this with, with quantum mechanics. So I tell people why can't you think a thought and then it exists somewhere in the universe now again that sounds a little weird until you look at scripture and jesus is healing the centurion right the centurion says hey hey come uh, come heal my my servant and jesus says okay i'll go with you and the, and the centurion says no 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 just say the word and he'll be healed and it says jesus said let him be healed and he was healed in other words I mean, I create as I speak. So all I, all I want people to realize is everything they're looking at right now in their room, microphone lamp was created twice once in the mind of the inventor. And then when it manifested in physical space, and that's the same way our dreams work. So I tell people when they have a dream, I'm like, Hey, you've already created it once in your mind. Now just close the gap between dreaming and doing be unhackable.
0: It makes me think of the self fulfilled prophecy that we all end up being we become what we expect makes me think of mountain biking so i'm an avid mountain biker yes flying down uh especially out here in colorado some mountainside with a a one foot wide little section to ride you don't look down in the crevice with the jagged rocks because wherever you look that's pretty much where you're gonna go so my self fulfilled prophecy is ahead of me staying on the trail at Mach 10 uh
1: that is nuts i've seen some of those videos
0: i knew your dad told me uh that
1: you're into that, that, that would be a little bit jolting for me. You
0: know, the rabbit trail off that I, I loathe and will not watch them. On, on really? the, yeah, the videos. People send them to me all the time because They think I'll love them. I, I just what you started talking about. The moment my eye hits it, my heart rate increases, my wow. adrenaline flows, and I don't like watching. It. I don't, I, you know, even on road cycling, which I used to do. I don't like watching the races from the sidelines. The guys going through the corner at thirty miles an hour on those super skinny wheels—it's mortifying. So I don't like watching it. Doing it's a totally different thing. That's doing it so... when I'm on, on it and I'm in control, it's a total joy. No, fe- wow. no, f- no fear. For the most part, I try to keep it one notch down of where I'm really fearful, but that's an interesting thing on that because that's what I was thinking about when you talked about how we can think about those things and for, for feel those, uh, in a sense. Absolutely. Uh, but then again, coming back to you know, what is the antidote? That's just what I want people to hear. So what is the antidote for us giving our attention to all these things, being drawn to these, taking the little shallow dopamine hits over and over and over, just letting ourselves be distracted. What is the antidote? It is having something that we care about, something to make progress for. So to me, it gives it's really kind of a different light on goals. I mean, we know Ziegler was built on goals. Have a goal. Do something great. And this is saying, man, you've got to. It's your lifeline. Otherwise, you've got you're to. toast.
1: Ex- exactly. Otherwise, you, you, you don't even have to choose to be hacked. Hacking is going to choose you.
0: That's great. That's your only choice is to choose not to. Otherwise, you're done. It's already happened. It, the world is conspired
1: right now to hack your attention. I mean, it is. You just walk down. Go walk down Times Square and tell me you're not distracted. Oh, my gosh. Well, guess what? Times Square is no longer a place. It's called your computer, and we each have one, or your smartphone. So, again, it's not the enemy. But you better have a filter. And that's exactly what we talk about in the book.
0: Okay. Well, having a filter, I want to hit on that. And, And I want folks to hear this. And I do this habitually. I'm not, this isn't a book review and I'm going to go through the whole thing. Go get the book. This is a study thing for you guys to work through. But, you know, part one, unveiling part two, uh, idea, flawless idea, anatomy, uh, part three, uh, deli- deliberate magnetic focus. Four yes. is optimal human performance. And five is boon, which you talked about. And uh, yeah, you, this, is, this is a book, and I know I say this sometimes, say, sometimes I say it more emphatically than others. This is not a message to hear. Uh, This is not a story to read. This is something to work through. If you're going to get the benefit, uh, work through it, which again, that's why you've got the free um, uh, assessment. assessment. Thank you. Which uh, that'll be in the intro and I'll tell people, uh, well, again, the URL is unhackablebook.com. And yeah, for
1: the person who thinks, oh, I'm not getting hacked. Listen, the goal to take the assessment is not to shame you. It's to just basically say, you know what? Just like you go to the doctor, the only way you're going to get healthy is for them to show you what your what your numbers are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I want to. So I wanted to give people that. Yeah. Go go find the book there. Of course, they can find it wherever they get their books if they want to. But um, I wanted to I wanted to anchor this with somewhat of, of what jumped out at me in this third section, deliberate magnetic focus, because you talked about it a little bit earlier. And we just did now. We said you're going to have to choose to not to, to be unhackable, you're going to have to mm-hmm. choose to disengage from these things to not give your time away. Otherwise, it is already happening; it will continue to. So, really, what I took out of the third section of the book, deliberate magnetic focus, was intentionality, and it, and it budgeting kept c- keep coming to mind. I have to budget my time, just like I talked to the kids. How much of your time are you going to give to entertainment? It's great. I love entertainment. Um, I love being led along in a story. You know, getting a little brain re- uh, break or whatever you want to call it. Sure that's fine. I'm only going to allow it a certain amount of time because of the other things I want to do. So in three, you talk about that and you said, I think you mentioned the doctor's office or something like that, that you're not going to go in there and let the TV or the magazines, you're going to go in there and you actually talk about this. You usually have your headphones and your laptop and you're going to do something intentional. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Just like I use the illustration of going down to the beach, you can go down to the beach and get burned by the sun for some of us in about three hours, or you can have the same sun, the same skin, but have a magnifying glass. And because of the way that the sun is amplified, you can burn a hole right through your skin. It's the same way with our attention and our focus. We all have this thing called laser focus. The problem is that we diffuse it. We diffuse our focus with all these distractions. So in the book, I talk about three focus filters, urgency, Mm -hmm. agency, and energy. And that first one with urgency, we can all remember back to school when we would get all these assignments on day one. Well, guess when we would do them? <laughs> We'd usually do them the day before. Why? Because of the deadline. Yeah. And the, you know, the law of diminishing intent, which uh, Jim Rohn came up with, but Zig probably, who knows, came up with it too. But, but it was that the longer we wait to do something, the less likely we will ever do it. In other words, you drift. Your, your your focus drifts. So we talk about: Does your boon or idea or dream have a deadline? And if it doesn't, I mean, Kevin, you're writing a book. If you didn't have a deadline, you would polish that thing for the rest of your life.
0: It's one of the reasons I'm doing. I'm I'm working with you know publisher and a team and all the stuff that you know more about than I do. Uh, is some of that. I I have enough other things going on that I am. I continually spend more money on hiring more people to delegate more things. And ultimately, what I want them to do, and I tell them this: you're there to manage me. I, I need go. manager. I am not a good manager. I need. Management. So deadlines, we have to we have to artificially create those for me to produce. And gosh, we know this in business. I talked about it recently on a show that sometimes I get tired of the. You know, here's my latest electronic product, and it's only available till Friday. And that's a totally artificially manifested deadline. But it's actually a service. It's not just a gimmick. It's a a service because otherwise people won't make a decision. Back to you, decision fatigue. We're all looking for reasons not to make decisions and let our time be taken away. Uh, We need the deadline, So urgency, agency, and energy. I have those written down because you mentioned agency, creating the environment, not accepting what is given to us.
1: Yeah, I mean, agency means that you take back the inputs that come into you. And that's rare. I mean, listen, I was flying a few weeks ago and the woman in front of me had, was playing a game on her phone and it was annoying the junk out of me because mm-hmm. it was like beep, ding, beep. And if it was one of my kids, I would have said, hey, uh, you know, kids, I'm trying to focus. But uh, she was obviously a stranger. The reason why it kept bugging me is just because I'm susceptible like anybody else. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it, I tried to focus and it distracted. Fo- so what did I do? I popped in my AirPods, put on a soundtrack. And I, what I did is I reclaimed... My agency, and that's what—that's literally what you need to do. In the book, I give other illustrations. Commercials, you know, I like. Hey, I come from Ohio. I like watching a Buckeye game. Well, a good portion of the Buckeye game is just advertisement. It's them literally saying, "Here's the thoughts we want you to think," and then you say, "Well, well, get Tivo." Absolutely. Fast forward. So we we mute the commercials. We fast forward the commercials. It's not that I'm all worried about it, but. I just, I don't want other people to tell me what to think.
0: Well, and back to your aspect of if we're not controlling the time and the input input today, it is being controlled for us. And again, that just didn't exist. And I think that's, you know, with anything, we just kind of fall into the norm and the norm. As you said, the norm is changing at a more rapid rate now than ever. Back when we were kids. It's just, you know, if you didn't tune into the TV or the radio and nothing happening to you and there's nothing to, to happen to you, you got to go happen to it. And today, it, today we can't it's, get away it's from breaking
1: it. news, yeah. like yeah. breaking news, someone crossed the road, you know, yeah. um, we have 35,000 decisions today that we have to make. And let me tell you what, a hundred years ago, it wasn't even close. So the fact is we, you know, we think options are great until you go to the cheesecake factory, and the menu is 50 pages long, and it actually is taxing oh my on your attention. Yeah. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is well, and they talked about this in Social Dilemma, but I see this with people like you, Kerry, and with pretty much everybody I have on this show. Somebody who has had a dream, had an idea, done something with it, succeeded with it, is euphoric in the achievement and the progress of it. And they are more, I hear more and more and more and more. They're sequestering themselves. They are secluding themselves. They're getting rid of their smartphone or, you know, like Hyatt talked about getting rid of everything off of it. They sure. leave it downstairs. They le- never take it in the bedroom. I tur- we turn our wifi off at night. We close down wow. every, everything at uh, about nine o'clock. That's we, cool. We close it down, but it's just, again, it's to save all of us from that thing that is from ourselves. Exactly. exactly, Right. Exactly. From ourselves. Yeah. wow Yeah. It's so, it's so dramatic. I mean, you do then talk about again, the the energy and you talk about managing that. And well, this is what I took about out of it, uh, budgeting it. And that I did, I kept coming back to that word budget out of your, out of this, of saying, you know, all these things, again, you're not saying this. And I appreciate that. You didn't say, throw away your phone, throw away your computer.
1: No, not at all. You said, Not at all. You have to use it. Yeah. I mean, we live in a world today where you have to use technology. I mean, sure, are there people who totally ditch it? Yeah. But I, I tell people that it's, it's navigating it. Okay. So with energy, I talk about open windows. And the fact is that many of us have these open windows, just like a computer. You have windows, 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 windows on your browser. What does it do? It slows down the computer because it's taking up RAM. So in our lives, what's taking up energy? Open windows, thinking, you know, I never called that person back. You know, I got to do that. Crud, I didn't, I didn't do that today. And what happens is your subconscious grinds on all these open windows. So what I do is an exercise where I say, write down all your open windows everything. I'm talking literally everything that is an unfinished thing, task, whatever, even little things like, Hey, Kevin, we should do lunch sometime. Oh yeah, we should. That's an open window Mm -hmm. because your subconscious is grinding on it. So you write it all down. Then you write three columns. And I encourage people to do this with post notes and put it on the wall and put, uh, put do dump or delegate and literally start filtering these things into those categories. And I'll tell you what, making those decisions will free up RAM space. There was one gentleman, Jack Canfield, nothing against him, but he used to say, or delay. No way, delay means hack. So you don't wanna have any delay. It's either, it's either do, dump, or delegate. And that literally will free up your mental space.
0: Well, again, with every bit that we have talked about, the reality of what's happening, and that we are being hacked and i think that that is going to become more and more mainstream more apparent at least to a certain demographic just like everything sure. those who are seeking to be aware it's going to but what i'm going to point to again come back to is what you so brilliantly did in this book was to say the antidote the the way that we do this the reason that we are we do is because our dreams and our ideas, which are the root of our happiness, that is what is at stake. And I feel like that is the thing that we can flat out, this is not opinion, we can look at the stats, we can go to the CDC and the, uh, the, the health and wellness, any any arena, and you can see the stats in black and white of every pathology that exists, chronic illness, disease, uh, which in there is where we do have apathy and depression and despair and suicide, uh, which are uh, some of the biggest growing uh, yes. Pathologies right now, and what is the biggest reason? I, I, it's hard for me not to say that this is it.
1: Well, I'll tell you what: you are the first interviewer who really caught that because let's think back to Viktor Frankl, right? Man's search for meaning. The ones who would die in the concentration camp were the ones who h- had no future. Yeah. So what? What Viktor Frankl would do is he he would try to get them to think about their idea or their dream or their future outside the concentration camp. And those were the ones who survived. So Kevin, you are firing me up, man. That's, I like this. how you're You
0: you fired me up. That's why you're here. I mean, and, hey. and I, and I also appreciate a, not just a book, but you have done the work here to make this more of a brand. You sent me a t-shirt, man. That's the kind of t-shirt I want is the, yes. who does, who looks at it and goes, nah, I'm good with being hacked. I I mean, none of us want that. I mean, who doesn't want to rise to say, no, I am unhackable. I am not at the whim of the culture. And and again, I'm going to say it again. I, I am not one who vilifies corporate America. Should they have some responsibility? Sure. I mean, I think everybody should, but Facebook is a publicly owned company. Its job is to make money. I don't have to participate. So if I'm irritated that they're stealing my information or manipulating me, opt out. Uh, you're choosing. Yeah, we can, we can, we can opt out. Now I choose, now I don't have it on my phone, but when I come to work, I pull it up and I do business on it. I make money from Facebook bottom Me too. line, but that's, Absolutely. but that's what I use it for. And you know, and I connect with people. I'm not going to leave it up, but I don't have to. So right. I don't feel like I have a right back to what you're talking about victim. I don't have a right to call foul. To them, yes. and I know this is debatable, but I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of responsibility.
1: I'm with you, man.
0: I, how do I cry yeah, foul? when I opt in. It's like
1: it's like cigarettes. I mean, you know, oh, well, cigarettes. I mean, listen, if you smoke, whatever. But it. But if I have lung cancer and I'm smoking, I'm the one who's putting it in my mouth. Now I get it. There's addictions, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about tech addictions. Mm-hmm. But but I think what we are also talking about is eventually, and I know the social dilemma is more about this. I'm more about personal responsibility, but the social dilemma wants to bring regulation back. Yeah. Because you remember back in the day when we watched Saturday cartoons. Yeah. There were certain things that could be shown or not shown during those hours in terms of marketing. Well, just the the laws are too archaic. You know, tech is so cutting edge. Mm -hmm. Tech is happening so fast that they just can't keep up. And we saw that back, I don't know how many years ago when Mark Zuckerberg was in Congress. I mean, they just weren't getting it.
0: Well, and you know, you've got some things like YouTube, which not long ago did the YouTube for kids thing. And I know that got some good press, but ultimately back on the personal responsibility, my kids only have access if I allow it. Yes, Uh, oh yeah,
1: yeah. oh yeah. Today, you know, back in our day, they used to hand us a, a truck. Today we're handing one and a half year olds, uh, you know, iPads, and it, we're just we're being trained on. In, think about that even instant stimulation. Yeah, we we do, we just cannot like back to the Pascal quote. We can't sit quietly by ourselves.
0: Well, and then there's that, that meme and I, gosh, I wish I had it in front of me again, but then say, yeah, when we look at our kids and now we're seeing it in our own lives, and this is just as relevant for the 60 year old man or woman sitting there, yes. but with our kids to go, how many of them could have, they have it in them to be one of the mm-hmm. great painters, one of the great business people, one of the great teachers, one of the great cure, you know,
1: cure for cancer, the
0: cure for cancer, the next mother, Teresa, and we'll yeah. never no, because they'll never have the opportunity to germinate and grow that thought, that idea, that care, because we can now just spend our time. It made me think of the movie. Uh, Matrix. Ma- ma- <laughs> two of them, Matrix and Wally. Uh, oh, Wally, where they're sitting there and they're with their screen, just drinking milkshakes all day and they don't have there to do anything go. in real life. But yeah, the matrix, I, I, when I first saw that we own it, we own the whole series. Oh yeah. Watch it every once in a while. I'll watch it just to get a refresher. Yeah. But when, in 1999,
1: when matrix came out, we said, oh, you know, what, what if that happened someday where, you know, we're, we're part of this machine Yeah. I'll tell you what? it's, it's no longer what if, um, yeah. So, but there is hope and yeah, the, the, uh, the fourth part with flow, man, that gets really fun. I don't know if you like that section.
0: Oh, I like them all. I like them all. But I, you know, again, this is one I want it, folks, you're going to have to work. You're hearing the snippets. And I would say if you resonate with any of this, which I know you do, or you wouldn't be listening to, to the Ziegler show at all. If you resonate with this, if you nodded your head. You need to work through it. And I would say this, if Carrie, if you were giving the books away, I'm happy for you to make a million dollars with the book. But if you're giving it, I'd say you, you just, you just need, there are some books that I read and I get the message. It comes through loud and clear and I can go forth with that. Some of them, this is one you've just got to work through. And I kept coming up with you. This is an audit. This is a personal audit. Yes. Of what we're allowing ourselves to uh, unconsciously, engage with willfully, but somewhat unconsciously, uh, engage with and let our time just drip away. And it's, it's, tra- yeah, I mean, it's tragic.
1: tragic. my favorite book, probably yours too. It says redeem the, the time. time. Yeah. And that means buy back the time. And, and back to your quote, you, oh, I love what you said before about killing time. It's not my own, but there's a quote that says to kill time is to wound eternity. Wow dang, you know what I'm saying?
0: That's, um, that's harsh, man. Again, I am a fan of the book. I hope this show gets the book in a lot of people's hands that they go and take the assessment. And, uh, I'm eager to see where this continues to progress for you as people get a hold of this. I don't personally, uh, yeah. Speaking of that book that we like called the, the Bible, I don't, I don't, yes. mine doesn't end with worldwide utopia. Um, I hope that this draws the people who have eyes to see and ears to hear over and redeeming the time and renewing their mind daily and finding their ideas and their dreams and their goals that we need, that I need. And and from that, I would say, folks, I, I need I need you following your dreams because less and less are people are doing it. Mm, So true. We need you doing it. Hey, brother, thank you for. Thanks uh, for having me. Thank you for following yours and taking that dream, literal dream that you had and bringing it to fruition. I, for one, am a great beneficiary. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Well, friends, I just hope you're as convicted as I am about guarding yourselves from being hacked safeguarding our time, our focus, our dreams. I mean, I owe that, I feel, to my God, my family, and myself. Again, if you go to go visit Carry Oberbrunner at unhackablebook.com, you can get his new book and a free unhackability assessment to find out where you are most likely getting hacked. We're well, coming up in episode 834, vote with your life. Did you vote for a presidential candidate? Did you vote in spite of the candidates with focus on their policies and platforms instead? Well, in this show, we really, I think, reveal that you are voting, we are all every day In ways far more powerful than the official ballot, the contents for this show came from two strategic questions that I asked the Ziegler audience. First, I asked if your weekly purchases were audited to discern what you truly value, would you be proud of what was found? Which I then followed with, if you had to choose what political policies Are you most concerned about? Well, Tom Ziegler and I first read through the comments, citing what purchases people were proud of and which they weren't, then tied it into the policies and platforms listeners cited as their greatest values. And ultimately, we're asking if our daily decisions and purchases lined up with what we say we value. And the point is not to criticize or critique, but to bring us all to more awareness that we can make the most powerful votes for our life, for our culture in our daily decisions.